Hey, Badass Crew, Jenny Bellinger here. I was recently introduced to a new video service that has made my life and my business so much easier. It's called Vidyard. You can go check it out at vidyard.com forward slash badass. Once I created my free account, it walked me through how to use it step by step. Before I go any further, though, let me tell you how using Vidyard has helped me. It's helped me create videos to connect with my clients, referral partners, and my own team really easily. They also make it simple to share that video via email, social media, or embedded into a website. The thing that I'm most excited about, though, is when someone watches my video, I know it right away and I know how much of the video they watched. Now, Vidyard knows that trying to remember coupon codes is a real pain, so there's no promo code needed. They are offering this basic service for free to you, my badass crew. Just go to vidyard.com forward slash badass. Again, vidyard.com forward slash badass. V-I-D-Y-A-R-D.com forward slash badass. Go sign up for your free account today. Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host and your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. I am here today with someone who, you know, Frankly, this is the first time we've ever met. And within a few minutes, we were already in love with each other. <laughs> Romina Muhammadai. Did I get it right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Romina Muhammadai is the founder of 6-7 Radius and the host of Coffee with Romina podcast. She moved to America at just 17 years old, all by herself, intending to pursue her American dream and her accomplishments. And she talks about her stubbornness on her goals continuously. Romina is also the president for the FSCJSHRM student chapter and president for the Northeast Florida Negotiation Club. Now, just so you guys all know, the Negotiation Club is based in London. So welcome to the show, Romina. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. I'm so glad to have met you. So you and I met through a podcast matching site. And when I read your story on there, I was like, oh, she sounds like fun. I love a good, stubborn person just like me. <laughs> so tell us your story. Let's start with your story about, you know, coming over to the U.S. at 17 years old. Where did that dream start and how did you end up making it over here? Absolutely. So, I mean, still to this day, I'm trying to figure out if my parents had enough of me or they love my brother more, but they let me move across the ocean at 17. But to kind of back up story, in 2009, I, I did here, but actually visited America since 2005. 
My family is one of the lucky winners for the DV program, the diversity visa program through USCIS. So we got the green card through the program. It's just a very random lucky draw, whoever wins it for foreign citizens. So we say the American lottery and people think it's money that we want. No, you guys like, I want the green card. I'm a citizen. Like we're good. But (laughs) because I came here and I just, I feel like I got injected with the American culture and I got like, I saw another version of the world that is very different from Albania and I loved it. And I was trying to say like, okay, mom, dad, like let's move there. But they had business while I was growing up. So they couldn't. So I was like, okay, well, how about I move there first and you guys can just do your own thing. Like, but I want to go there. And I was 17. So it's kind of illegal in America to live by yourself under 18 years old because you're still, you know, minor. So the only other way how we could go about it was through a foreign exchange student program, which that's a lovely story on itself to change host families, all that fun stuff. And but I was in Chicago my first year in Oakland, Illinois, to be more specific. And mind you, the weather in Albania, it's a lot nicer than Illinois. So that was also an adjustment on its own. But since 18, I never looked back. I've been living here ever since. I've been kind of moving all around America, (laughs) but currently located in Jacksonville, Florida. And I come from a family that runs business their whole life. And I'm Albanian. Start working since 13 years old. Why not? (laughs) And that's how I got introduced to sales. And that's what I do now. Oh, that is so awesome. So you obviously have a super strong work ethic because for somebody to cross an ocean by themselves at age 17, to go to college, to go to school, part of the foreign exchange program, that shows some chutzpah right there. (laughs) That's what I get told. Yes. To me, it was like, I don't like where I'm at, so I need to do something different. I didn't even think about like, oh, but I want to be in this status and this. I just didn't like my current situation. So I was like, it's up to me. I need to do something. So that's how I look at things. People say like, oh, you're so courageous or this. I'm like, no, but I just don't like it. So just do something different. That's how I look at life. I don't know. I love it. I guess. (laughs) No, I definitely agree with you. And I think that's probably why you and I clicked so quickly is because I'm very much the same. I grew up in the Air Force, so my dad, his job was always moving us around the United States all the time every few years growing up. And we ended up in the St. Louis area when I was moving here when I was 15. And my first three weeks we were here, I was all depressed and moody and mad at my parents and mad at the Air Force and pissed off and realized, wait a minute, I'm the only one who's like wallowing in my own mire here. This is stupid. So I, you know, was like, okay, so who do I want to be? So I changed it, right? So I love, you're like, "Mm, I don't like where I am. I'm going to go somewhere else. (laughs) Or like when you catch your vibe too, like, I don't feel like I'm on my best vibe right now. I need to hop on the car, go for a drive for an hour drive, need to space out before like I let my emotions take over. So I do that a lot too, which is very helpful. But yes, I wish everybody did this because sometimes people unfortunately just sit there and just be, you know, upset at, oh my goodness, what happened? Like, no. Just go out for a walk. Get some oxygen in your brain. Your brain will process better too. Amen to that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think the title of this episode is probably going to be don't like where you are changes. Because <laughs> I think that makes perfect sense because, you know, that's also a great lead into a sales process, right? Because sales is all based around people who have a problem, right? And we're just looking to help solve that problem, right? So how did you end up specifically in a sales-based business? 
That's a really great question. So like I mentioned earlier, I started working since 13 because why not? My parents, my mom was a CPA, so she had her own accounting. And whenever I wanted more allowance uh, for my monthly, she would have me work at her office. So I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like I can make money. And then I was like, dad, can I work with you too? Like I can make some extra money. And he's like, sure you can, but you have to like, you know, follow me and come with me. So every summer, pretty much, I spent it with my father growing up and he had a construction business. So he would sell the primary items for construction, that being bricks, white cement, shingles, tiles, like a different, because in Albania, as the Mediterranean world, it's different for the buildings. And me and this man used to go every weekend or every summer he would fill up his trunk, his old bands, like the classic bands. He'd fill up his trunk with different items that he would sell. And we would go business to business to business to business and pitch the product. So this way he would be able to collect the cash flow and order it. And then I saw how he would negotiate a pre-order, post-order, pre-transportation, post-transportation. If you order in advance, you get this discount. If you order in this. And I just love that rebuttal going back to back. And then I started going on business fairs with him. I was like, I kind of like this world. So it was always in me. But then I moved to America and I was like, what's a really good career? Pharmacy is great. And I end up studying pre-pharmacy. And I was like, I talk way too much. I cannot just sit in one office. I was studying because I had to and I was miserable. So I just dropped out. And I was like, let me get back to the sales world. So then I started car sales. And I'm 5'3". 21 years old, working car sales, and we know how male-dominated car sales industry is. Yeah. So I'm sitting here selling like 30, 35 cars a month, and everybody's like, what in the world is up with this new girl with broken English? Like, what is she doing different? I'm like, I just love talking and meeting people. And then yeah. start working door-to-door sales. And that's the toughest sales. Like, cold knock sales, if you want to get good at sales, you need to work at least one year you know, cold knock sales, because that's how you really build tough skin. And that's how you'd be able to go ahead and just take charge of the conversation or, you know, have that amazing first time contact, those three first seconds, crack a joke, you know, shatter the ice. I don't say icebreaker, shatter the ice. So (laughs) don't just break it, shatter that shit. (laughs) Yeah, get rid of it. I love it. But that's how I got into sales. And to kind of summarize where I'm at right now, I was kind of stagnant where I was. So I changed from sales to a marketing project manager. And then lovely COVID happened. Don't we all love it? Yeah. Not. And I was let go. So I was like, how about I take all this knowledge and just actually teach people on sales? Like I know a thing or two or 500 things that I didn't even realize I knew. So that's what I do now. But that's the, really my path to sales. It started at a very young age. And I absolutely love it because you were showing me before we started recording, you've got some really awesome tools I didn't even know existed out in the world, but they make perfect sense for a salesperson. And so now your salespeople that you're training are probably more traditional in a traditional sales job. But tell us a little bit about the card, the flashcard game that you have. Yeah, so this is actually from the partnership of the Negotiation Club, which is a negotiation institute based in London, founded by Philip Brown, amazing guy. So I got lucky to connect with him during COVID through meetings, through meetings, and he invited me to one of his sessions. So I was like, sure, I'll give it a chance. And then I was amazed of what he had done because he has built this negotiation cards packages that come with different stages of difficulties. And you pretty much assign, let's say I'm the seller and you're the buyer, right? So you just get told, I get told my break even, you get told your break even, but we don't know each other's numbers. Now let's go and negotiate. You have five minutes. 
It doesn't matter if you end up in a deal or not, like no pressure, but we want to see how you negotiate. And then at first it's a little nerve breaking, especially if brand new in sales, or you're not really used to the boom, 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 rebuttal going back and forth right away. Because, and then what we'll do is once you negotiate, we'll have the whole team give their opinion, which we are very coachable. All of us, like we have set rules, we're here to help one another. And we will ask you like, how did you feel about the deal? Like, you think you got a good deal out of this? Like, yay, nay. And once you find out the other person's break even, you're like, darn it, I need to improve myself. Like I let go so much money. And then as you go through the stages, you add a lot more tactics. Like we role play selling apples, but when it's my turn, I like to negotiate on buying a castle just because I think I should buy a castle. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I have a castle in Edinburgh, Scotland. I want to buy a castle there. So every time that it's my turn, then I'm like, okay, guys, I'll do the role play. They're like, okay, that's a castle lady. So, (laughs) (laughs) but we do a lot of, you know, negotiation tactics. You'd be surprised because a lot of people think sometimes that sales is only for sales professionals, but we have students like law students. They don't know like the sales and negotiation tactics or real estate. They need help with that. Or even if you're running a business, you have to think from a sales perspective and you have to think from the business development perspective. Because also another thing that I teach a lot too is the follow-up system you can create. A lot of people are missing the follow-up system with your clients that you close or maybe clients that you didn't close, but you can still build a referral system based in it. So a lot of people miss it, but that's what we coach our students. Yeah. And as you can tell, I'm really passionate about it. Like I can talk about this for days. Oh yeah, no, that I love that because I love meeting other people who love sales as much as I do because sales is what makes the world go round. If a company doesn't have sales, that company doesn't exist. There is no company on earth that can survive if they don't sell. It's not possible. (laughs) Yes, I mean, you can have the most amazing idea out there, but if you don't know how to pitch it, if you don't know how to sell it, congratulations, you're going to file bankruptcy. That's just how it is. I'm sorry, that's the ugly truth. Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many different ways to go about sales. And, you know, my audience is used to hearing about talking about a relationship-based sales process, right? Building the relationship. How do we do that? So we talk about that a lot. And some of what you're talking about here is once you've built the relationship, because obviously these negotiation cards that you're talking about are for once you've gotten to the point where you two have decided you are most likely going to do business together. Let's hammer out details. Correct. Right. So I think these are great skills for a direct sales and network marketing person to have, because Once you've gotten to the point where you're having a conversation with somebody, if you can learn some of these negotiation skills, it's going to help you increase trust between you and the person that you're working with because you are looking out for their best interest, not yours, and you know how to negotiate properly and going through that process. So I think it's an absolutely phenomenal opportunity for people to learn the art of negotiation. And I think that is super cool. Now, as you've been going through with this business now, you've also been developing online courses and training videos and lots of other things. Who do you typically work with? Who do you find is your regular or ideal client? So the ideal client for my courses right now is people that number one are working sales, but mostly internal sales when it comes to phone sales, because a lot of people sometimes tend to miss 
the background noises that come from the phone. They tend to miss that first impulse that they get right away. They tend to miss that space that the client gives sometimes, or they tend to miss the, let me send the offer, but, oh, I'll talk to my wife or, oh, I'll call back. So how do you rebattle that? How do you make sure that he's not, like the husband is not sleeping on the couch if you'd close him and the wife is not happy? Like things of the nature that you need to build that connection. So that is the niche right now for the sales course. Mm -hmm. But I've had students actually take the course that run a business and they're on the first because 2020 a lot of the gig economy you know a lot of people start opening their own business and they have ideas and they're like I can do the marketing I can do the ads on Facebook I can do the social media can do this and that but like what's psychology behind sales and how do I close this person because I freeze once I'm pitching the price because I'm new, I'm freaked out, I'm nervous. Like, how do I build confidence? How do I sound confident with it? So also a majority of students are brand new in the business. So they look at the course as a business development step-by-step process. Yes, 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 yes. I want to point out to everybody here, what she just said is people say they want to know how to close. I have to say that when I've done a lot of the research that I've done around sales, the number one reason why customers say they didn't buy a product or service is because the salesperson never Never dropped the close. Asked them. They didn't close them. They never asked. So when would you like to start working together? Or when would you like to sign the contract? Or when would you like to sign up for my service? Or it's that one simple question. And closing is literally, at least from my perspective, just asking the question. You've done all the work leading up to it. (laughs) And you're just sitting there. Both of you is like, it sounds great. Yeah, it's great. If a client asks me, okay, what's the next step? I don't care if I've spent an hour or five months with them. I know I just failed to drop in the clothes and you have to drop it like it's hot. Do it like it's age, drop it like it's hot and just drop the clothes and just continue. And just, you know, even, and I love the drop in the clothes too, because it's a science come with it as well. A lot of people, whenever they get objections, right. I don't like the word objections. I think they're just questions that the client has that you just didn't answer the question for. So whenever you drop the clothes, let's say, and they are like, well, I'm not really sure because this X, Y, or Z. So what you do in those case scenarios is you overcome that objection, you answer that question, provide them more resources so they can make an educated decision, and you drop the close, but a different sentence structure. So you never use the same one because you don't want to be a little robot and say, okay, when do you want to get started? When do you want to get started? Right. Be like, where do you want to get started? How does next week sound for you? How about I send you the email and just sign it and send it my way? Oh, this is amazing. I'm excited for you to go ahead and start using the services. Yeah. Like constructed different sentences and they won't even realize that you're just dropping the clothes on them and Mm -hmm. it just becomes like a second nature after a while yeah absolutely what I love so I have to share this story because I recently hired a VA to help me out my business and she and I we were going through the interview process right and you know I was asking her questions and she was asking me questions because I said you know I want this to be a fit both ways so let's you know, feel free to ask me questions about working for me with me. However, we're back and forth. And she goes, so when are we going to start working together? (laughs) And I was like, hired. I love her. Exactly. Right. I was like, you're hired. (laughs) See, And I I love it because when people don't ask me questions, it frustrates me. Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever heard like apples, oranges and coconuts in sales world? 
I've heard comparing apples to oranges, but I haven't heard apples, oranges, and coconuts. No, tell us, please. So I love apple, oranges, and coconuts. Just bear with me, okay? Sure. Whenever I see people, I see them in shapes. I see, are you an apple, are you an orange, or are you a coconut? So are you an early adopter, a mid-adopter, or a late adopter? The early adopter is the apple because you just wash it, you bite it, juicy, go about your day, you're good. Those are the easy sales. Coconuts, you can try to bang it on concrete, you know, break it. The juice will spill out. It'll take you forever. Like I'll take my time somewhere else. If you're a late adopter, maybe I'll take a couple of late adopters as a challenge with myself, but not really spend. These are the type of people that I can literally be like, hey, give me your like 10 year old car and I'll give you a brand new one. No extra penny on your car note. If you still have a car note, nothing extra for you. Just update at zero cost. They'll be like, no, I'm good. I like it. That's the lead adopter. Yeah. And the oranges are my favorite because oranges are like, you know, you peel them off every tactic that you use in the sales world. You peel off a layer, you take off a part of the orange, you peel it off, you peel it off. And once you get to the juicy part of it, that's the deal. You get to enjoy the juice of it. You just have to put a little bit of work. Sometimes it's a lot more juice. Sometimes it's a little bit less juice, but overall, Stick with oranges, you guys. I'm just telling you. <laughs> because that's also like 80% of the population. So get really good at that and stick with oranges because that's where your money is going to be on your commission and on your business. So thinking about that then, how would somebody who's new to sales mm-hmm. begin to identify somebody who's an orange versus a coconut up front? Yeah. So there's a fine line between them. An orange would be the person that asks you a question. An orange would be the person that has done research, has questions for you. So for example, if you're trying to buy a brand new car, they already have done research on the transmission. They already done research on if there is any rebates because of their changing to, you know, hybrid system, let's say. They already done research on the gas consumption. They already done research on the safety. Now they're just there because they have more questions and they want to know the questions. And it turns into a conversation and sometimes it might be like a strict Q&A, but it's a more conversational style and you see they're invested. A coconut, in the other hand, will ask you questions, will just want a one piece answer, like a one word answer. And that's it. Because in their mind, they've just made up their mind, but they're still doing research because they're probably bored. Like it's just a coconut that is not giving you any feedback. It's not really associating with the conversation. That's what a coconut would be. And that's how you can kind of tell if you're brand new in the sales world. Mm, Good to know. So, you know, if it feels more like a conversation, they're probably an orange. Mm -hmm. If it's one word answers and they're very disconnected, they are a coconut. They're going to be a really hard nut to crack. (laughs) Take a lot of work. Yeah. Or they start dropping facts. If you say something like, actually, you're wrong. I did research on this. Like they'll test you. They'll be like, I actually did research on this. In 2009, this happened. 2010, and this happened. 2011, this happened. And then now in 2012, this happened. Like they will start, they will want to put themselves higher to make themselves feel better too. So at this point, you're like, so do you want me just to give you a buyer's order to give me a yes or a no? Because it doesn't feel like we're communicating here. Feels like right. you just want to show me that you know stuff. Right. So That's- it sounds like you've made a decision. You understand the process here. <laughs> Here's the yeah. contract, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Now, that's good to know, because here's the thing. A lot of my listeners are newer to sales, and so they're still trying to figure out how to get into this and how to be successful with it, right? And they hear about overcoming objections quite often in their in their company training. And so that they're familiar with, but trying to identify the right type of client or customer and whether they're an apple or an orange or a coconut, I think that's so cool. That's a whole new 
I learned something today. This is awesome. (laughs) And I love it. So before we go, you have been so kind, Romina, to include a gift for our listeners. Would you let us know what you are gifting to the people who are listening today? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever I first started in the sales world, and I, especially after I moved to America, I always wanted to learn more about sales. So of course, read Zig Ziglar, all the fun stuff. But I found that there's like 1,001 tactics out there, but you're like, where in the world does this go in the sales funnel? Because a funnel, as we know, you get the leads, decision makers, pitches, and sales, and it narrows down. Depending on the industry, you might have a 10% conversion, a 30 or 40. That just fully depending on the industry for the Mm -hmm. whole conversion timeframe and the percentage. So the course that I created is Sales Love Averages and the additional long title. Of course, it has to come with it, you guys. It's mastering the sales funnel through sales and negotiation tactics. So what I did for this is, for example, going from leads to decision makers, you have to make sure you use an amazing icebreaker. You qualify the DM, you skip the gatekeeper. You qual- If it's a double decision maker, how do you deal with that? If it's, let's say, from DMs to decision makers, the discovery, what tactics you need to use to find this problem, how to make sure you're not you know, hyper excited about yourself and your commission, like but actually be excited about the deal and what the customer is going to get. So it's over 35 tactics that I put together on the course. I actually have a 50% discount for all the listeners. And I'm sure it will be on the show notes, the link, you guys. So go to the course. And if you use the code BADASS, yeah, you heard that, right? Badass. <laughs> you guys will be able to get 50% off. And it's over 40 videos, over five hours of material, of training material. And I love watching movies when they like negotiate with one another. Because in my head, it's like, I'm a person, I feel like I have a project in front of my eyes. So I'm like, this tactic, this tactic, this. So I also start put together some movie negotiation scenes for you guys. So it would be mini clips. You can see the YouTube link into there and then I'll be able to break down every single tactic that was used in there and how, you know, what portion was it used, when was not used, why is it good to use that? So this way, even when you're having a conversation, you can kind of feel like somebody's trying to pitch you without you realizing. Because once you learn the tactic, you're like, mm, I know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. 50% off, you guys, the discount, badass. And go ahead and get the course. It's a lot of information in it. Guys, that is such an amazing deal. And I know that she's in the course. She's going to walk you through all of those things because you maybe just heard all of those terms flying out of her mouth and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Don't worry. It's defined, right? You explain to everybody what those different, so what a gatekeeper is, who the decision maker is, right? Yes, and the course comes with an ebook too, which the ebook is set up with a guide for you to take your own notes because everybody learns differently. So (laughs) instead of me just giving you the highlights, I give you like, what are the highlights, three biggest takeaways? And I always... I have an example, you know, tracking sheet that people can follow for the law of averages because everything is law of averages in life. You have to becoming better at it to improve it. So it's really a self-taught system put together in the course. You guys can take your own notes, can track your own sales, can see how good you're doing from week one to week three on your own sales. So a lot of it, it's in there and you would be able to, you know, go through one by one and learn at your own pace. I think that's amazing. So guys, if you're listening to Romina here and going, man, she really knows her stuff. And I want to learn from a sales master. Then guys, what you want to do, BDSM crew, you know how this goes. As long as you're not driving, grab your phone, 
click on the episode, scroll up, and you're going to see the link to Romina's online course. And then you'll also see the code badass in there as well. So make sure you click on the link and go enter the code and get this online course because she broke it down for me here. And I know that it's got... 40 training videos, five hours of training material and movie negotiation scenes that she just brought up. So taking movies you've probably seen and looking at the different negotiation tactics that are in there to help you understand what was going on and why something worked and why it didn't work. That is brilliant because then you can begin doing that in your own sales, everybody. So thank you, Romina. That is so kind of you. Absolutely. I want people to get better at sales and let's all talk about sales more. I love sales. Like, like it's an exciting world to me. Yeah. I can talk about sales all my life. Oh, I know. And I'll be I super happy. <laughs> I know. I agree very much. So Romina, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, for sharing your online course with everybody. That is awesome. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And so everybody in the BDSM crew, you guys know how this goes. Make sure you stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.